Welcome back, guys. Iron Out the Kinks. You're here with Luke and Chelsea, a very happily married couple who are also very kinky. Enjoy talking about all things fun, sexy, and a bit naughty. So, not going to bother with an intro. Fuck that shit. Let's get straight into it. I'm going to bother with some begging. Oh, okay. YouTube. Oh. Pause the episode. Why do you sound so disappointed? No one's, not enough people are doing it. But people are doing it. People are, but do more people. We know how many of you are listening. We can see the stats. Yeah, so everyone that's listening to this episode, please just pause it, go to YouTube, type in and out the kinks, press subscribe, come back, and we'll be eternally grateful. There you go. Right. Let's get on with it. Top 100 kinks. Top 100. So we're starting off with cross-dressing. Cross-dressing? Yes, yeah, so it's actually been a request this week, so I thought it was one that we'll dive into. Yeah, I'll read the, the story we've got. And this is what kind of drove us, I think, on this one. Uh, we got a message from somebody on social media. And it's really interesting because I've never really understood cross-dressing really. Mm. And then once I read this, I was like, actually, I can see how that's very easily, you know, a sexualized kink. So, hello you two, new listener here, been enjoying so far. Don't know which category this will slide into, but here's a blip of one of my kinks. When I was in college, a girlfriend of mine one night said that she always wanted to feel lipstick on a girl. She asked if she could put some on me and give me a big fat kiss. I obliged. It was a little fun makeout session and nothing much more. A few weeks later, she asked if she could put some more makeup on me. I'm an open guy. Why the hell not? Good lad. When did uh, we did that, she got a little more aggressive with the kiss and again, and I enjoyed the conversation while she made up my face. Progress a few months and I show up to her place and she has a little bit more of an outfit for me. From there, we got a little more out, all out and the full feminization happens. Didn't really know what this was at the time, 18 years ago, and the world wasn't as open. Well, we had a blast. She treated me like a lady and set a kink for me moving forwards. Fast forward today, and my wife will help me dress up here and there, and typically these are later nights. We use strap-ons, toys. She has tried to fist me, but that takes work. Uh, It's just a total one-off femininity thing. Life is a masculine man, but we have had our fun. Nice. I think, yeah, when I read that, I was like, I can see how he's almost been like, like slow conditioning yeah. into um, into that becoming a kink. This is what I've said about other kinks before about bringing them up with people. If you come off the bat and just be like cross-dressing, I want to fuck you. People will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. But you need to be slowly. Especially like, if you're like a masculine man, you'd yeah. be like, what? But again, if you said to me, like, I want to put lipstick on you and kiss you. I want to feel like you're a woman. I'd be like, okay, that's kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and obviously he's been slowly moved into... So the sort of cross-dressing side of thing and the feminization. Yeah. Which again is, I can see as well with it being a massive switch over from masculine, I'm Dom, you're sub, to suddenly, not only are you sub, you're almost like role-playing. You're completely yeah. out of that role. You're completely out of what you normally are into this feminine type role, very stereotypical feminine type role. Um, which, yeah, I think it's really fucking cool. So I've done a bit of research on it and surprisingly enough the vast majority of men that claim to um, cross-dress are heterosexual men in marriages or in long-term serious relationships. You've got a kind of smallish percentage of them are bisexual men and an even smaller pool of them are gay men. So what's the, like, what's the driving factor for them? So there's, the, there's a few driving factors. And again, this is the internet for you. The two main driving factors don't really like each other (laughs) (laughs) so you've got the one driving factor of somebody who um it's it's sexualized they've they feel turned on as a woman 
they feel turned on at the fact that they get to leave their masculinity behind for a night like you say probably switching up from a dom to sub for an evening um, and that's where they get their sexual kink from and then you have a really non-sexualized version of it where people sorry men love the feel of women's clothes more than they did so there was one guy i was reading he was saying it's not sexual for him whatsoever um and before he got into it he'd be often walking you know down a street or something and a woman would, would walk past in a um a dress or a cardigan and his instant thought would be like I wonder how that feels against them. That looks really comfortable as opposed to men's t-shirt and jeans that you all wear day in, day out. So you have the really um, unsexy, sensual side of just feeling like a woman, feeling feminized, feeling the clothing, feeling different materials, having um, that moment where you can go online and look at the vast women's clothing out there as again, opposed to men and just having a little break from your reality. So it's one of them like sexualizing clothes in a way. So if, if in my head, I think of it like from what you've just described that you'll have, um, you'll see women's clothes as being much more, much more pretty, much more like display. Whereas men's clothes tend to be quite bland. Yeah. Whereas women's clothes would be much more, you've got so much more variety and so many more colors. So it's almost and so like many that more, and jealousy of <clears throat> women get it. Why don't we? And it's, it's taking yeah. yourself out of your your life for a moment and just doing something and that you would do. Being able to experience do. that complete opposite, that complete. Yeah, thing. you ha- you don't you don't necessarily you know you don't want to be um, somebody who's transitioning in any way within that field. You don't want to be a woman. You just want to, for a moment, not feel like a man. And and interestingly enough, there's a few there's a few different angles of this. But if Typically, when if, if you were to hear someone coming out as, out as a cross-dresser within a relationship or a marriage, most people's thoughts will be, well, that's not going to last. That's going to crumble down. He'll come out as gay further along the line. He might want to be a woman further along the line. A male co-worker or a boss will lose respect because he's a cross-dresser. Yet, there's this argument of men have been cross-dressing since they were children and it was adorable them then putting on a dress or wanting to mummy using mummy's lipstick and things like that it's adorable then but then if the and they feel cute and they feel like a girl for a moment but then they want to fuck that all off and go play with their trucks and it's like that's cute as a child but then when a man has that almost same thought process of i just want to rid myself of masculinity for five minutes it's like i'm losing some respect for you your life's not going to work out and it's just a, it could be a kink or it could just be a feeling that they want to feel. Yeah. I think it's probably not that well explored, to be honest. No. From, from it was initially explored as a mental disorder. Most as kinks, most kinks most are. Most kinks were, yeah. yeah but it hasn't mental. moved on a lot from what I see in that area. And the people within that lifestyle, depending on your reason for wanting to do it, are quite against each other, which again is is not quite that common in kink areas no it's not conducive to enabling an open conversation is it exactly like like trying to kibosh somebody else down for for doing what you enjoy but because they like it for different reasons surely you just be like yeah man you enjoy doing it i enjoy doing it don't really care why you enjoy doing it let's make this more uh less taboo and more normal so that we don't have to try and you don't have to be feel any shame about it you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's it's the same way where like for me, if and if we're looking at the sexual side of it now, it's the same way as a big hotshot finance executive in London will want to give away his power for an evening for a dominatrix and be shut in a cage and force fed dog food or something like that. It's like 
letting go of your everyday life and just playing the role of someone else to feel something different in that moment and just so happens to be kind of sexually turns you on as well yeah yeah well if you can sexualize it yeah why not yeah you know if it, if it goes into two allow it to be sexualized that's good just for the record i'd totally fuck you in a dress and lipstick okay i'll think about it <laughs> oh actually here's one i've also seen a lot of yep. a lot of um really strong men what i was reading so people stop it <laughs> stop trying to... you reminded me of them okay all right i'm in but like um athletes men and there was like a so i'm also pretty fit yeah okay. yeah yeah but like the, these kind of guys who are buff and muscly and yeah. all about fitness and being the best male version of themselves essentially they can Very be masculine physique yeah yeah well, I've seen a lot of that. Well, like a little switch of with their wife, they'll want to dress up, have lipstick on, and have an evening of that. I feel like it's very similar to, like you say, like high powered CEOs and yeah. stuff. Bernie Eccleston. Yeah. Where he got caught in a dungeon with a load of women dressed as Nazis. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that kind into. of thing. Yeah. A bit mental, but love it. Um, yeah, it's that kind of thing where you're spending so long being outwardly masculine. I can see the attraction. Mm. I don't know if it's for me. No. Um, but if you would fuck me, maybe one day, maybe, you know, maybe. And like maybe. I say, we're always we've, evolving sexually. We've I got would the never rest say of our never. lives together. We exactly. might have exhausted all avenues and be like, <laughs> ready to get that lipstick out. Time, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think for, for starters, the guy who sent the message, um, class. Yeah. I, I really, um, I love that. And I love that uh, somebody's so willing to bring it to the forefront of a conversation. Yeah. Um, and in quite an eloquent way not just saying oh, i really fucking love this it's kind of explained how he's gone through it step by step and that's helped me understand it because I, I didn't understand yeah. it before it also goes to show the evolution of kinks as well when we're like where do they come from well we've had an experience at some point where it's kind of set with us yeah it just went from his girlfriend at the time saying i'd love to kiss you with some lipstick on and now and now fast forward 18 years he has a kink or cross dressing yeah it's just so cool yeah do you know what i just thought um you know, you probably won't know. Brilliant. Katie Price's ex-husband, Alex Reed. Oh, yeah, MMA fighter, yeah. Yeah, he's cross-dresser. Fair play to him. Yeah, and he's openly happy to talk about it. And I don't think many men are going to walk up to him and, and you know, say some bad comments to no, him. No, but I just... Or he can bang. That's, that's what I was just saying about the fit yeah. athlete men. He's open with it. Fair. And then, cool. Yeah, I think there's definitely... Um, definitely more of a conversation that should be had openly about this kind of stuff yeah because it's obviously a thing and if more than one person enjoys it if you if one person enjoys it there's more than one person that enjoys and it and there's porn out there as and we there's always porn say out there for it. yeah absolutely <laughs> um so yeah it's it's a really interesting one and again i'd i'd like to think and this is how i like i'm a dreamer i'd like to imagine that somebody's listening to this and hears this and thinks i do want to do it and now I've got the courage to kind of broach our subject with my partner. Yeah. And then, or just think, I am going to go home and try and address. Well, that's I'm it. It hasn't it. got to have sex with it. It yeah. could just be for yourself. Yeah. So could there be some self-gratification at the end of it? You in a dress, you're looking down and rather than seeing your boxers around your ankles, you've got a pretty little dress above your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Women's underwear. Joey from Friends said it right. Yeah. So many different types of women's underwear. Men, you've got briefs or boxes i'm always asking you to put my underwear on i, I just can't they just don't fit i just want to see like your bulge with my little thong on <laughs> let's not get into this now you start getting me horny and then we've got to concentrate on the rest of the episode right 
Okay, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. What's what's the what's the other one we're going to cover today? This one's for you to take <clears throat> over for us. Just what is it? I can't remember. I know we discussed it. Dirty talking. Dirty talking. So, so this is different. Also, like the texting and the build up. Yeah. That the whole shebang. Okay. I feel like I'm a bit of a connoisseur at this. Absolutely. You take this one. So this is different. We've talked about um, like verbal degradation before. Yeah. This isn't necessarily the same. No. Can, can incorporate it. Mm-hmm. Verbal degradation is almost like a, a, a byproduct of, of dirty talk. But dirty talk, I feel like so many people aren't very good at it. No. And the, the, the better you get, the better it is. Some people, I'm sure, don't like dirty talk. It, may, it makes them cringe or they just feel uncomfortable. Absolutely fine. But like we've said so many times, that foreplay starts at the start of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just I've just come. We we, you know, I was out. I've had to go and do something, run an errand before we were going to record, and I text you, just some filth whilst I was out. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Glad it stuck with you, um, because I'm horny and and I'm like I'm going to do that to you. Mm. I'm going to do that once once we've recorded. You're you're gonna get get some get some good shit you know but <clears throat> there's so many ways to utilize this and the oh, we say it all the time i'm we're, we're gonna say this for every single episode we ever do for however long we do this hopefully for for years and years to come but it's communication mm. so in my past before we were together when we got together you know one of our first conversations was what are you into sexually and for me that was so important to understand so i knew how to talk to you yeah so i knew exactly how to press your buttons if you don't know and you just go off past experience, you might be doing the absolute most in turning that person off. Everyone's different. Everyone's a different jigsaw puzzle and you've got to put it together. And when it comes to talking to people, as long as you're good at it and have confidence, you know, that's the main thing for me where I could say something to you and you could look at me a bit shocked. Not that you would, but somebody else might look at me a bit like, mm, I don't know. If I know that turns you on and then I just stare at you and I'm like, no, that's happening. Mm. That's what I, that's, that's what it is. I'm going to like, you're going to taste yourself on my fingers and you're going to fucking love it. And then as soon as they realize it's that kind of role play a little bit again, as soon as it's like, oh, this is serious. Like he's, oh God, people just melt. Yeah. I do it. If you just hit me up with some filth one day, I like kind of melt. I'm like, (laughs) oh fuck. So you can do this throughout the day, you know, again, for people who maybe feel like there's a little bit of, um, a little bit of things have gone a bit stale, perhaps you can just chuck it out there. Just be like, um, oh, my dick just keeps getting really hard today. I just keep thinking of you. That's just a little bit. Yeah. And that's just a very easy thing to say. And then your partner might be like, really? Like it might just give them a little twinge and go, really? What, what were you thinking about? And if you don't know what to say here, if you're like, oh shit, I don't know. This is where you kind of need to practice. You kind of need to like, not practice in a mirror or anything, but you need to be thinking about it in your head. What well, would they enjoy? The, the thing is, I think people, when it comes to talking dirty, they panic themselves so much. They're like, oh fucking hell, I need to come up with a big elaborate story and I'm not very good at thinking on the spot. And you don't, you could just rehash over a sexual experience that you have with that person and just explain it you don't have to change anything that happened in it just explain i was thinking about that time when we yep and that person who's receiving that will be like oh yeah god i remember that and this is it that 
Talking dirty isn't about making up elaborate sexual stories, which is what I think a lot of people might kind of think it is. Or they've got to be... a scenario where they're like, I'm going to... Yeah, or they've got to be like extra, extra sexy with it. No, you can just rehash over things that you've done, talk about things that you're going to do or that you've said that you both want to experience or something like that. Yeah. It hasn't got to be, you haven't got to use too much brain power with it. Absolutely. And it's, so one of my favorite things to do, I'll be like, I'll talk about when we've had sex with somebody else. Yeah. And I'll be like, do you remember when I bent you over and you were eating a pussy and I made you come? And you'll be like, oh yeah, I do. And that turns me on as well. I'm like turning myself on with it. Yeah. And you can also, this is where I mean with the communication piece. If you were to say to me like, I've got a fancy of you wearing a dress and yeah. um, you fucking me dressed as a, a woman. Just, you don't have to make some big elaborate story. You'd be like, imagine I'm in a dress. How would you, what lipstick would I be wearing? Make them kind of paint the picture for you. Mm. And then they kind of paint it and you're like, how would you want me to fuck you? What would you want to do? Would you want to sit on my face and feel like my lipstick lips against your pussy? I, I don't know. But, you know, it's, you don't need to go crazy it's like it's the fucking in between us isn't it mm. she's like talk dirty to me can i fuck so, your fucking fuck your fucking fanny off you twat <laughs> that's an example of someone who's panicked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you don't have to you literally just need to describe what you like or what they like mm-hmm. and do it in really slow detail don't say like oh yeah i'm gonna bend you over and fuck you be like i'm gonna like push you over the back of the sofa. I'm going to slide your underwear down and you're not allowed to move. Yeah, I'm going to push I'm down push on your spine and arch your back exactly. for you. And I'm going to open gonna your legs slowly. Yeah. I'm going to move my hand up your thigh. I'm going to wait until you're dripping wet for me. And that's when I might let you feel me inside you. You know, that is, all of down. that is, I'm going to bend you over and fuck you. Yeah. Just in really, really slow, slow sort of um, slow bites. And if you're, if you're, Still, like, I'm so shit at imagining this kind of stuff. It's mental, but there's, like, loads of erotic novel stuff. Like, there's some really filthy erotic stuff on, like, Reddit and shit. Yeah. You just go on there and read it and read how people describe different scenarios and be like, okay, yeah, that's the kind of thing my partner likes. He he enjoys, you know, the idea of me putting a finger in his ass. Okay, how can I incorporate that into a bit of daddy talk? It's such, such, such a powerful tool. It really, really is. And it's so important. I, well, I personally believe this. It's so important in maintaining a healthy sexual relationship is being able to say it. Yeah. Because nobody can just do what you want without you knowing, without them knowing that's what you want. You know what I mean? You need to be able to say, I really like this. I really would enjoy this. And that's where you can build from. Nobody's ever just had sex with somebody and it's been the best ever unless you've just perfectly clicked with somebody. mm you have to kind of communicate about it first. That's why I like, I've never had a one night stand because one night stands are fucking bullshit because who's getting anything good from that? Like but, um, no one. So like the text and element of it, like you touched on, this is a really good thing to do throughout the day or um, if you're away from each other. Yeah. We talk a lot about people being away from each other, which I think is really good because it happens more than you think. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of messages in from people who, or away from each other and, and there's, there's you need to remember as well how we started off like i know we were long distance but even if we lived within the same town or two towns over we're not with each other every night we're not yeah. going to see each other every day we have commitments and work we might only see each other on the weekend so these are all things that 
when I say being away doesn't necessarily mean that so-and-so's got to leave yeah, to go and work. Country. Yeah, this is just a being away from each other in general. Like we're away from each other for 24 hours sometimes. And you keep saying that and it's, it's not that drastic. No, I'm not saying it as drastic. I'm saying it as how non-drastic it is. Like yeah. we're away for only 24 hours and, and we'll we still, do this. Yeah, we still yeah. dirty text every night when, when I'm away. Yeah. And it's, it's just a good thing to do. It doesn't mean if you're somebody who's like, I don't actually think I want sex tonight. But I'm kind of feeling a little bit like it today. Well, we'll, we'll have times where um, we're in bed and I'm really not feeling it that night and I'm ready to turn over and go sleep. But you want to touch yourself or something. So you'll touch yourself and you'll just be like, tell me your favorite time of us fucking someone else. Or tell me your favorite time yeah. when I made you come. And I'll just tell you of that. And, and then before <laughs> and, you know it, I'm inside and you're you. Done. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. And it's like, it's just a really, really good tool. And it's, the base principle of it is communication. Mm. And that's where I feel like if people could hone this a little bit, they'd probably end up opening a lot more doors or a lot more understanding about one another. The amount, the, the scarily high number of people that would say like, I don't do dirty talk or anything. I'm like, oh, what do you talk about? What do you know about your partner? Like, what are they into? They're like, we're just normal stuff. And I'm like, what's normal, bruv? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, well, just like sex. I'm like, so you've just so basically, yeah, sex is just the umbrella term for absolutely everything sexual that we, we discuss on here. We've managed to make a podcast out of the things that come under <laughs> the umbrella sex. So there's a whole host of it. Like delve into it. Don't be shy. And it is, there is like a, a confidence thing, I'm sure, in a lot of people. This is why this this podcast, I feel, is important yeah. to help people open up those conversations with each other. But dirty talk's like the key to it. I mean, I've had friends for me saying, saying like, oh, he's asked me to talk dirty and I, I don't know what to say, so I just ignore him. It's like... I get it, but but it's almost like I understand because people don't know. They might be scared. That like like we said a moment ago, they'll build it up in their head that they've got to come up with so many elaborate stories and they've got to really use their imagination. Where I think just telling people it is as simple as talking about the last time you two had sex together yeah. and slowing it down hasn't got to be crazy. Get the information from them. Yeah. What would you want me to do to you if I was there? Yeah, you like it? Would you want me to? If they're like, oh, I'd want you to suck my dick. You're like, oh, would you like me to lick your balls as well? What happens if I like spit on your dick and get it really wet? Would you like that? Yeah, talk yeah, about would. the tempo yeah, of it. Yeah, like exactly. And then, like and then they'll give you more and then be like, what would you want me to do next? And they're basically the ones talking dirty to you. They're giving you all the lead-ons and all you've got to do is just rehash what they've said in different words. Yeah. It's so, so simple. Um, yeah, it's so simple. So if you want to like uh, sign up to my workshop, of Dirty <laughs> Talking with Luke, um, just hit us up and we'll get people in for that. Um, but no, that's again... If that's something that you feel that you struggle with and you want some advice, hit us up because um, I really enjoy it. I know you do. I really enjoy it. And I think it's really important. I do think you know it would be a nice, like a funny thing? I don't think you would like this at all, but okay. I think some people would like it. If you was to surprise your person by texting them a little scenario, like obviously dirty, about what you want to do to them, get them horny. And then don't respond to him for a couple of hours and I, let him I, sit I, there and brew. I was, my cogs were turning then and I was like, why wouldn't I like this? And then you finished it up with don't <laughs> reply. I was, I'd throw my phone against the wall. <laughs> but it'll be brewing and they'll be like, I, I don't care what country I'm in, home. I'm coming home, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming home and I'm putting you against the wall. Um, so yeah, any thoughts on that, let us know. But uh, yeah, that was, that was another good one. Nice. Nice. Right, into the naughty corner. Naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. Right. I don't know what that was. Sorry, that was meant to be me tying. That sounded like you like <laughs> something in a summon, cat. I was going to say something in a camel for some reason. I don't know why. Thinking of the mummy returns. I was thinking oh, of the cats that you summon every day. 
Okay, anyway. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so my fiancé, 22 male, asked me to give him alone time today so he could get off and watch porn. And I expressed to him that it makes me somewhat jealous and a little uncomfortable that he watches porn of other people and asked me to leave him alone while he does. He said that he has had a porn addiction since he was 13 and it was unreasonable of me to make him feel bad because of it and not let him do it. I feel like I set a boundary that it made me uncomfortable and he's ignoring it. Any advice? It's also not helping that he isn't intimate with me whatsoever and doesn't seem attracted to me physically at all. It just makes me uncomfortable that he isn't intimate and also has a high sex drive that I'm ele- that I'm never allowed to be part of his part of this as his fiance. Okay. Back in arm. Okay. Right. So with this, I'm gonna change the scenario. Go on. He's addicted to heroin. Okay. Would it just be a case of how do I live with this? Or would it be a case of we need to stop this and treat this? Okay. It's exactly the same. An addiction of any sort. An addiction of any sort is going to damage every relationship around you. So you're engaged to this person. She's 22? 22. So they're quite young still. Still quite young. And that's not meant in a condescending way. But no. you are quite young. My, my initial thing seeing 22 and then porn addiction is he's still essentially a horny teenager at that age. Yeah. He hasn't quite reached and peaked maturity Charles, i'm 35 and i'm still a horny teenager <laughs> yeah, i know but so i think there's an element element of that he hasn't learned how to be um h- how to be intimate because mm. all of his intimacy has gone into porn and also by the age of 22 unless he's had some really quick growing up in his life he hasn't learned any form of self-control or anything like that not just when it comes to porn but anything in you're still a child really yeah. at that age. You are until you're about 25, Men, 26. Mentally, yeah. Yeah, 25, 26 is when your brain sort of So he's also developing. going to struggle with <laughs> yeah. any self-control. But you put, he's, he's going to be the kind of character, and this is maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. He's going to be the kind of person, like I say, he's never had to put any form of, um, he's never had to sort of put any thought into intimacy. Because yeah. he's because ne- he's got it from somewhere else. He's got it from a completely faceless, emotionless entity, which is porn. He doesn't need to consider her in this because she's not there for sex. He's getting his relationship side of things. He's getting support, however she's supporting him in a relationship. But he doesn't need the sexual side of it. So this is this is like the advice can't be that great. I'm afraid he even needs to sort this out. Um, and get himself like treated. He needs to understand exactly how fucking severe this is because mm. you can't, I'm sorry, but you can't marry somebody who's addicted to porn and doesn't want to touch you. Yeah. That is not conducive to a good and happy marriage. There's no happy balance there. <clears throat> Absolutely not. Um, so. And the thing is, she she's clearly said that she has stated her boundary. She set her boundary and he's choosing to overstep that boundary and say, your boundaries are relevant. I need what I want out of this. Because he's addicted. Because he's fully addicted. Mm. You know, if you've ever um, had to deal with somebody with addiction, people will go to whatever lengths and destroy whatever bridges that they've got in order to get that end product, which for him is porn. Yeah. He needs porn. And that's a, it's a growing addiction. We often talk about using porn um, as a way of understanding yourself and understanding different, um, you know, exploring sexually, which is, you know, if done healthily, absolutely great. We use porn, you know, 
we don't need porn. Mm-hmm. The fact that he needs it is where it's an addiction and he needs either treatment or <clears throat> if he's unwilling to get treated, there's not much more so we can I, say. I actually know of someone who self-diagnosed himself with a porn di- um, addiction and the only thing they could do was go cold turkey by going to their um, phone contract people and put in a, a block that they were unable to remove on any adult websites because it was that like tough for them. Sure. They knew that they would. I had to get that taken off my phone when I first got it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to watch porn. Yeah. And I had to phone the guy. I had to phone them. Oh, no. And he was like, you're right. So, yeah, I need to take this. Uh, I've got like a parent blocker thing on my phone. And he was like, okay, yeah, no worries. I'll take that off you. I was like, yeah, it's just because um, I do some <laughs> online gambling. Uh, I just do some betting online on the football and stuff, you know, like, uh, yeah, nothing weird or anything. And he, he was, was like, like mm-hmm, yeah, mate. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, sure. Um, so what advice would you give this? Oh, it's a tough one. I know what I would say. I've, I've got, I've, um, whenever we receive stuff like this, I always have two minds and I have the mind of, being in that situation and wanting to fix it for him and then I have the mind of if my friend came to me with this and me saying he ain't good for you and I'm always split with these kind of things with that it's very it's it's very difficult for us and kind of because I was thinking honestly word for word I want to tell this girl the advice like she's my friend yeah and how would I tell my friend that's that's and I would be cool to be kind but then we're also in a position where we don't want to have huge negative effect on somebody's life by the advice we give we're not telling you to do what we say but we're just giving you the advice that you've kind of asked for yeah and i would personally this geezer's showing a red flag parade like it's a communist party parade (laughs) you know it's no this is this is not good he's not willing to budge he's not willing to compromise he's completely shutting down how you feel telling you that what you want doesn't matter he's also neglecting you emotionally and physically that's not good you're 22 you've got the rest of your life so I, I do agree with you on that, like I said, but if we're not going to push that on her and we're going to go the other route, like trying trying to make a change here. Yeah, ignore what I just said. <laughs> no, 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 don't, because I think it is something they to consider. They can winking at the camera. There All we right. go. Your wink's so funny. Why? The, uh... <laughs> um, Terrible audio. <laughs> go on, sorry. audio, sorry. So, yeah, I would, I would say... If this was me and I was trying to fix it, I would, I know you said that you're trying, you've had these conversations with him. I'd focus less on the porn element of it right now. And I'd ask him straight up, why aren't we having sex? Because I really want it. And it seems like it's not wanted from your point of view. I'd focus my initial conversations around our intimacy and not focus on the porn element of it right now. Probably going to get his back up. Yeah. Um, but I, I was trying prod initially my questions around that. And it's all it all depends on what he comes back with there. But if he comes back with anything along the lines of eventually um that he wants to resolve that and he wants to, you know, jump on the intimacy train with you, there's so many things you can do to ignite a spark there, reignite a spark. We said in the last episode about a hard reset and wooing each other and trying to bring that and he keeps shaking your head at me but this is if um this is if he's wanting if he's openly saying yeah i agree there's an issue here and i would like to try and fix the intimacy side of things because if 
if it goes really well and goes along that avenue and you can ignite a spark there again um the pawn might not be needed as much in that time and if you're on better grounds when it comes to broaching that conversation about the pawn it's going to be a little bit easier than doing it when everything's at the bottom to my point i wasn't shaking my head at that necessarily i mean if he's your one true love and you know you decided to marry this person that's a huge commitment that is the rest of your life imagine if you live to 80 you're a quarter of the way through your life you've got 75 percent of it to go so if that's the person you want to spend that 75 percent with that's good do those things fight for them and i do not in any way want to try and um you know break relationships down or or just tell people just get rid of as soon as there's an inconvenience get rid but in the same sense he's got an awful lot of work to do. I don't feel like yeah. you've necessarily got a lot of work to do here. You've tried to communicate with him. You've explained exactly where you are. You've set clear and concise boundaries. So you need to tell him, I'm where I am. You need to meet me here. You need to come all the way over to me. There is no meet in the middle. There is no compromise. There is no, okay, three nights a week, you can just go and wank yourself silly to porn and I'll put up with that. If that's not gonna, If that's not going to work for you, you might be okay with that. I, I doubt it. But you need to say, this is where I'm at. This is what I want in a relationship for the rest of my life. This is the marriage I want. This is what I want my children to be brought up around. This kind of happiness, this kind of security, this kind of trust. This is where I am. You need to come all the way here Mm. or you need to go somewhere else. I know what you're saying. And I think for me, I'm not not saying this has worked in the past because clearly I've had a lot of failed relationships. Yeah, not that many. (laughs) But uh, You just dated fucking losers. (laughs) I'm joking. Sorry but, to Chelsea's exes that listen. <laughs> that listen. None of them are going to listen to this. They probably do. Everyone's obsessed with you. Um, and I, I do agree with what you're saying again, but I'm more of a let's get round to that in a gentle way, which is why I'm saying I see the bro- bigger problem here is the porn. But if you can look at another area, just as like your intimate sex, and instead of coming onto him like you're you're obsessed with porn, like, I want you to stop watching porn. It makes me feel uncomfortable. You're you're immediately, like, putting him down. And I'm not saying she needs to tiptoe around him because he's obviously the one with the issue here. But that's why I'd be like, I really want to have sex with you and it's not working at the moment. Why aren't we doing it? I'd fix the smaller issues before you go to the greater issue. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely... That's just how I view yeah. conflict. I think this is the perfect example of the difference between a male and a female perspective where you're much more nurturing. Yeah. I'm much more cutthroat. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's whichever one you want to go with. <laughs> yeah, well, you can find the middle ground in that, but um, I don't think porn's the problem, personally. I think the problem is his complete lack of care for your physical and emotional needs. I do needs. agree, but sometimes you have to nurture a man to... Well, you literally got to pull him along with a carrot and be like, come on this way, we're going to make you better, we're going to make you great. Like, come on, I'll help you. Yeah. It takes, what's the saying behind every great man's a greater woman or something? Yeah. And unfortunately, we do have to put up a lot of men's shit and we do mould some good men out of it. So it could be a situation of that. I mean, I hope it works out for you. I really do. I just hope that you get what you need. Yeah. Because that's the, you're the person in need of the help here. He needs help with his addiction, but you are suffering because of it. For sure. So let us know if you want any more scope on that. If you, if you feel, um, that's not quite answered what you want or you've got a further take on it or just feedback. Um, we love to hear it. Next one. Next one. I like this one. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I know this one though. No. No. So how do I, 29 female, 
Tell my new friends with benefits I've been masturbating to him, 29 male, without sounding creepy. So I hooked up with a guy that I went to high school with. We were friends throughout high school and I always thought he was hot but never acted on it. Fast forward to last month. I was nearly four years of sexual of a sexual dry spell and finally slid into his DMs and asked to hang out. It went so great, I broke my dry spell and I'm dying to do it again. I can't stop thinking about his body and haven't been this horny since I was a teenager. I've been pleasuring myself to him non-stop, which is something I never felt the urge to do before. How do I phrase that in a sexy way to him without sounding like a creep? We're hanging out on Tuesday, but I want to let him know how much this this waiting is killing me. I'm not trying to be boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that. I don't I don't want him to think I'm in love with him. I'm just insanely attracted to his body and all that. He's not a big texter and I'm not into sending news or anything like that. Thanks in advance. Class. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, I can relate. Yeah, you've had some dry spells in your time, haven't you, my love? Yes. Um, so, there's no, it's not creepy at all. No, I, I feel like anything. any man I'm would so love confused. to hear that. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, yeah, you just... You just literally, from what I've just said at the start of the episode, about dirty talk and things like that, mm-hmm. you just need to um, broach it and be like, "What? guess what I did this morning? And he's like, what? You're like, I woke up thinking about you and it made me really wet. If he, He's not going to be a big texter, but I bet he starts texting a lot after that. <laughs> like, All right, tell me more. What are you saying? And then you just, you just say like, oh, I think about you like a lot sexually and then you can put in brackets like don't worry there's no feels mm. i just love your dick <laughs> you know and that's and that's that's all men need we're very very simple we're very much you say how you feel and that's good you yeah. know we don't do women are the kind of tend to be and i'm probably generalizing they'll be feminists trying to hunt me down and kill me but women tend to be the overthinkers yeah men tend to be much more um you know face value so just tell him be like Fucking hell, you make me wet and I want to fuck. And when I can't fuck, I touch myself and I think about you whilst I'm doing it. Yeah. And you don't have to send news or anything. Again, a decent verbal description is enough. Well, I was going to come on to that. So this is a similar situation to you and I. I had a dry spell and you turned me on a lot and I touched myself to you. However, what can I say? At first, I was very against sending any nudes or anything. We, yeah, we, we talk a bit, dirty, we got around it, but we talk dirty, but we, I wouldn't send you any pictures. No. See, it hasn't got to be a thing. And like we said in the dirty talk thing, like I said, send him a message one morning of, so last night I couldn't get to sleep, but I was thinking about our meet on Tuesday. Um, got me feeling really horny. So I touched myself to the thought of your body. See you Tuesday. Yeah, I came, Dumb. I came so hard. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday's going to be great. You don't have to have more more of conversation. Mm-hmm. There doesn't have to be a conversation flow, really. There, no. just a. I was thinking about you, and it made me orgasm. And you know, you can, you can see him more than he kind of recommends. If he's like, "Oh, I'll see you next week," you can go. Well, actually, you can just message him on like the day and be like, "I need some dick today. I, I need it." Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I need you to come see me at some point. Girly, no, just it. I need some dick tonight. Yeah, I literally come see me, or I'm going to come see you. I just need, I need half an hour of you. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't need to hang out. I don't need to really know how your day was. I just need you to fuck me. 
or I need to suck your dick or I need you to eat my pussy, whatever. That's it. But if you, there is, it's not creepy. This is, this literally buys in perfectly to what I was saying about the dirty talk. It's the confidence. Yeah. It's not creepy. It's probably creepier for a man to say it to a, a woman, but then it's, I don't know if you, if you're friends with benefits, I don't think it is creepy. No, no. You've already developed that sexual bridge with each other. Maybe if you're dating that, that hasn't been established yeah. yet, but friends but with benefits. But if you're just friends with benefits and you fucked, you just be like, I woke up hard as fuck thinking about you this morning. People love to hear that. It's a lovely little ego boost to be like, oh, you, you think I'm that hot that you got wet over me. All right. Okay. I'm turned on now. Yeah. And then you'd be like, yeah, I've like, you can, I feel like there's still like a dampener on women masturbating in some places. People will think like it's wrong for women to admit that they masturbate a lot. Okay. But then I've also got female mates who are like, yep, I wank every day. I have to, you know, and you can just say like, yeah, I touch myself quite a bit. But now I just think about you because your dick's fucking, your dick game's off the charts, you know. And <laughs> Boost that ego. Yeah, it is. But he's not going to turn around and be like, oh shit, this girl's falling in love with me. He's going to be like, this girl thinks I'm the shit. As long as you're using the correct terminology, he's <clears throat> yeah. not going to think you're falling in love with him. Absolutely. If you're like, I, I love If it's focused intimacy. all around his dick and not his personality. <laughs> yeah, for, just spell his name wrong in a message. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just, yeah, no, don't do that. But... It's um, it's not creepy. Mm. It's not creepy, and you are, um, yeah, you're having a great time, and I'm so glad you're out of your dry spell. Yeah, you're over, probably overthinking it because, because you've gone through a dry, dry spell. spell. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, shit, I don't want to not do that again. I don't want to lose that and fuck it up. How do I do? How do I navigate these waters? Really simply, direct, filthy texts. Don't have to send nudes. Don't have to say too much if you don't. If you're not comfortable, you need to say to him. I woke up or last night thinking of you really turned on touched myself and i came so hard i can't wait to see you again can't wait to see you on tuesday yeah. and you don't have to be like don't follow up the next day with like how's how's your day going yeah that's when men will be like i think she's into me you know mm. she wants to know about my day she wants to know how i'm feeling <laughs> she's asked my star sign like don't worry about any of that just be like when's that dick coming round yeah you know what are you doing this weekend they'll be like oh i'm going with the lads you'll be like cool when can you fit me in I need you, I need to, I need to get dick down. Yeah. That's it. Cool. I think that was a pretty straightforward one. Yeah. I think I've said dick so many times in those last two minutes. <laughs> we bleeped that out. It would just be one long bleep. Okay. What are we on to next? Slippery when wet? We are on slippery when wet. Oh yeah. I'm not touching my nipples. I'm just you stretching. You are so touching oh, your nipples. So then. Like, oh yeah. I'm stretching. Mm, my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Slippery when wet. Hit me up. Right. I'm an emotional crier. How did you look at me like that? You literally just like glanced across at me like you're about to say the filthiest shit. Come on. I'm an emotional crier. You're going to get our listeners turned on. We already know <laughs> that's an issue. Okay. And can't stop tearing up pretty easily. RSPCA advert, old people by themselves, a small disagreement. It could be anything. <laughs> This is me when I'm hungover, by the way. Yeah. Like watch a fish and chips advert and it's got a really happy family. I'll just break down in tears. <laughs> My partner and I went through a really stressful period a few weeks back and there was a lot of arguing, many of which I'd end up crying mid-fight. We were also we were also big fans of makeup sex. We shout at each other, I'd cry, he'd cuddle me. We'd realise it was bullshit fight about money. We'd have sex. We repeat this one to two times a month. Nice. Fast forward a year and every time I cry, he gets turned on. 
We have accidentally pavlovered my boyfriend into getting an erection when tears rolling down my face. Wow. <laughs> I get this. I know you spoke about this to me a couple of times, haven't you? We spoke about it the other night about people. No, it was literally this morning, I think, about. Was it? When people die. Oh, so that's slightly different. But yeah. Mm. So there's like a thing about grief. I didn't realize it was an anime I'm watching. Oh, that's it. It's fucking sick. It's the best (laughs) anime I've ever watched. Um, Bar Sword Art Online. But anyway, they were basically saying that um, when you you are heightened with grief, you're urges to reproduce become so massively heightened because you realize the um sort of finite nature of life and you realize how short life is Mm. in in a in a chestnut and your body's like death's around the corner we need to make babies so everyone gets really horny yeah um and i think when it comes to crying obviously again this person's been conditioned into tears mean sex yeah and make up sex a dog with a Trait yeah, <laughs> Pavlov's dogs. But um, uh, you know, when it comes to um, like makeup sex, makeup sex bangs. You know, because <laughs> you're a, you're a high. I don't state. get. I get. I get why people love makeup sex. I do. But for me, my grudge is still there. I'm like, don't fucking touch me. I know we've never had. I don't, have we ever had makeup sex? We don't no, really argue I, though. Do we, we don't argue. But I I just can't get on. I understand why people do, but it's just. I can't for me because I'm still pissed off. You've you've turned me off with my anger. <laughs> but that's where someone who's emotionally intelligent can transition their anger. You transition your anger into lust. Yeah. Those two things are so close, closely aligned. Mm. You know what I mean? When you're so infuriated with somebody, it's especially somebody you love. Emotion. Exactly. Especially somebody you love. And then suddenly you have that switch where you both kind of look at each other and go, this is bullshit. We're, what we're fucking arguing about is bullshit. And, but you're still, you're, your adrenaline's up. You know, you're still still in that sort of um, fight or flight mode and you're fighting. And adrenaline then suddenly you're boners. Like, exactly, adrenaline boners. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> that before in Afghanistan. Um, but yeah, and then suddenly it's just like, let's, let's fuck. Because before, when you hated each other at such a heightened point, you now love each other at su- such a heightened yeah. point. That's what it is. I get so it. that's fucking sick. I, I, I get that. I had a mate who used to have a kink of women crying. Oh, right. And he went to meet a woman. He won't listen to this for sure. I know he won't. Okay. Um, he went to meet a woman who had a kink for dirty hands with men. Okay. So he had to wait outside her house till like the time and he had to like get his hands in the mud and get his hands all mucky. And she was watching like Marley and me or something to make sure she was crying when he turned <laughs> up. Yeah. So he fucked her while she was crying That's and like, choked an her with dirty hands. It literally, he was like, <laughs> I, he came back, we were working together and he came back uh, to where we were staying. And I was like, how'd it go? He's like, yeah, good. Yeah. It was pretty much exactly what we both wanted. I was like, you're going to see her again. He's like, no, I've deleted a number. No, she's deleted mine. We're not doing that ever again. We both know yeah. that. Yeah, amazing. Okay. Oh, oops, wrong hole. Oops, wrong hole. Let's get into the fucking juicy shit. Alrighty. Me and my husband went away for a night to an awards evening. After winning the award and celebrating with far too many shots, we decided to take it to the hotel room. Getting down to business, we decided to introduce the butt plug. After having it inserted in the height of passion, we went at it hard. Once we had finished, we cleaned up, got into bed, put away our various toys, minus the butt plug. With the room spinning and fatigue setting in, we decided to find the rest of our toys in the morning. Fast forward a couple of hours, I was staggering to the loo. Still pissed, I sat on the toilet (laughs) and felt as if I needed a number two. After bearing down, I heard a big plop and the water splashed up and hit my butt. Still pissed, I went back to bed. 
when we woke up in the morning the most with the most horrendous hangovers we packed up our bag along with our toys but still no sign of the butt plug then it hit me like a slap in the face the realization that the plug had gone up my ass mid-session remembering the line of where has it gone mid-session by my husband the butt plug had disappeared up my ass with being so drunk i couldn't decide if it was the butt plug or a poo which disappeared down the blue early hours we spent the rest of the day googling how do you know if you have a butt plug stuck in your ass (laughs) after sweating it out for a day i finally had a normal bowel movement which was the most relieving one of my life knowing that the plug was not stuck up there anymore amazing Uh, that's yeah fair. we all fuck like porn stars when we're drunk oh yeah <laughs> and you memory loss of oh, yeah what we did yeah jesus <laughs> i wonder i'd love to know how many times that is googled like how often it's googled like how to know if a butt plug stuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the only real way to know is either x-ray or fish around you know get a couple of digits up there and try and find it yeah but yeah God, Bless fair him. play, fair play. All right, next one. <clears throat> I was having sex with a girl in Magaluf. Mid-flow, I noticed it seemed to be soaked down there. Oh, God, we know where this is going. So I looked down to find out if, and I had completely split my banjo open. <gasps> oh, not where I thought it was I going. <laughs> and it was bleeding everywhere. We stopped, and I ran to the toilet to sort myself out. The next morning, I saw the girl and decided to dive into the pool to hide. Oh, to hide. No only to hit the water and be filled with regret as the chemicals from the pool hit the torn banjo. It was painful to say the least. Oh, my brother. I'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> Oops, wrong holes are meant to be funny stories, not stories that make me want to weep in solidarity <laughs> with the boys. Um, oh, he made such a schoolboy by I don't know how he didn't know it happened. That's a, that's a, a really Adrenaline. horrible tear. Adrenaline. Uh, alcohol, I think, probably. It's Magdalene. Oh, yeah. Um, and then in the pool the next day, instant regret. I, I knew it as soon as he said he was diving in the pool. Bless him. So if you snap your bandage, you need to have it medically treated? No, or? It, just, it just needs a lot of rest. It's never happened to me, but I've been around lads that it's happened I to. I know people it's happened to, yeah. yeah. And it just needs a lot of rest. The it's less. not like a snap, it's more of a tear, I think, on the initial surface layer of skin. We won't get into the anatomy <laughs> of it. It's boring, it's not sexy. Right. My ex was a screamer, and every time she came, without exception, my dog would howl in sync with her scream. <laughs> Didn't matter where in the apartment we were, I can only imagine what the neighbours thought. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, fucking animals. Animals ruin sex. They do. There is such a thing as too much volume, though, in the bedroom. Yeah. It takes my I, mind off things. I'm thinking about the neighbours all of a sudden. I can take it up sometimes, and I have to like can. put my hand over myself. Yeah, or I, I do it for you. Yeah, but yeah. you just don't realise you're doing it. Must be nice. Because I'm thinking about, God, I win the which side of the neighbours. Which, is that is that where their kid sleeps in the room next to ours? <laughs> we live in a terraced house. You know, people are going to hear this shit. Yeah. But like we spoke about before, we used to hear neighbours in my old house fucking all the time, so. Oh, it's part of life. Okay, yeah, it's part it. of life. Hey, I don't care, but still. <laughs> it's just awkward when you go outside and you make full eye contact with the neighbours having just had a absolute hour long screaming sesh of yeah of so basically after you have sex and you've been screaming just don't leave the house for at least 12 hours let like them forget about yeah. it and then you can and go you can greet go. them yeah if you've got work or anything if it's a morning session you're fucked falling <laughs> sick just work from home right we got two more two more let's do it my college girlfriend was giving me head one morning after my roommate left for class as i'm about to come my roommate walks back in our room 
My girlfriend flew off me, grabbed the blanket and pretended to be asleep, leaving me completely uncovered. My roommate and I make direct contact as I finish all over myself. Direct eye contact. <laughs> yes, I That's eye contact. That's the development of a kink. <laughs> That's exhibitionism. His roommate saw his soul leave his body that day. <laughs> and the thing is, once you start coming, there's not much you can do. That's it's it. Just, you gotta just, it just comes out and then you're just staring at this person like... I'm so sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'd be fuming at you if you did that. Cover us both. Give me some dignity. <laughs> or just keep your mouth where it is and I'll just tell him to fuck off. I once walked in on um, a friend having sex with his girlfriend at the time and she like rolled over pretty much like this girl did, like didn't see anything and he got off and grabbed a hairspray can and just stood there with it in front of his dick. <laughs> Do I know him? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, last one. Lady friend on top going bananas on the verge of orgasm. Don't snap his dick. Don't snap his dick. Grandmother walks in. Oh, fuck. Not where I thought it was going. <laughs> looks amazed, walks out and then says, I didn't know you had a visitor. I jump up and lock the door. Mood killed, but we get back into it. <laughs> How? Fair. <laughs> Maybe 20 minutes after the first surprise entrance, grandma walks in again. We locked the door. Mid coitus like before. Fucking faulty door lock. <laughs> Lady friend was not pleased and I caught hell. However, grandmother was late stage Alzheimer's at that point. No new memories formed beyond five minutes or so, which is why she walked in the second time. And that's how I sleep at night, knowing that the image never got recorded in her brain. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, poor grandma. Still, the fact that they got back into it is that's the real hero story here. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, right yeah thanks for all those submissions they're fantastic they're fucking great <laughs> grandma bless her just wandering around the house confused and see their grandson banging away but you know he's got a he's got a reason to sleep at night as horrible yeah, as it she is can't remember. you can still make our contact with her um, so if you want to submit to us you jump on to iotk.fun f-u-n and if you want to hit us up on socials Ironing out the kinks, all one word, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Nice. And any of the platforms that you're listening on, which we know there are plenty, please like, subscribe, and if you feel so inclined, share it. Share it about. Yeah. You don't have to tell people you're a kinky bastard. You can just share it to those that you know are kinky bastards. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we really appreciate all the listeners. We really appreciate all of the support and the love that we get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just so so grateful for for all of you for the submissions and all of that good stuff all right we do appreciate you which sounds cliche i know but when i hear people that i listen to on podcasts say it, i'm like you don't fucking know me you don't <laughs> like me genuinely each and every person i'm like genuinely we we look at our stats throughout the day and we'll be like so many people listen to us every yeah, day it's I amazing know. it blows like, my it, mind it yeah, really does genuinely means the world to us because uh, like i always think oh like our friends listen to it and then when we've had like 600 listens in a day and i'm like well, we don't have 600 friends between exactly. us. There's some randomers out there listening. That's it. When we get nearly 10,000 in a month and you're like, I don't know 10,000 people. I don't know 10,000 <laughs> no. 10, people. So, um, yeah, we just, we really appreciate it. Really, um, really are glad that we can open up a conversation with so many people. Yeah. And I hope that it's uh, helping people. So, yeah, as always, stay happy. Keep fucking. Bye. Bye.